Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey everyone, special episode of On the Line here, live in the Flow Sports headquarters. I know. Tiny mile split office. (laughs) Uh, Glad to be back here for cross country season. Things are getting going here in August. I think we already have the first week down and Things are just going to start rolling out over the next um, preceding weeks. And we want to get going with cross-country coverage, so we want to get into some of the top storylines heading into the year. There's a couple breaking news things that happened recently. Um, We're going to start there first. So Olivia Sofia Rodriguez, uh, the nation's top incoming freshman, recently transferred to Washington. Can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes, I had a chance to connect with her father, Gabriel, who honestly received a very life-changing opportunity. He used to work with Under Armour and he was commuting from Pennsylvania, which I didn't know, all the way to Baltimore to work with Under Armour. And he just received this amazing opportunity to work with Brooks Running, which happens to be in Washington. So the family's in the process of moving. And as we all know, Sophia is such a special kid, 14-year-old world record holder in the two mile and also the 5K, but also her sister, the whole family's going. So the sister is going to be a rising junior and she was fourth in the 2000 meter steeplechase at Nike Outdoor Nationals and bettered the Pennsylvania state record in that event. So their Mercer Island High School is about to get two amazing individuals. And what exactly does this mean for her? I feel like it's an opportunity for her to face competition that she normally doesn't necessarily see all the time. And I'm just thinking about, you know, schools and individuals that are on that West Coast. You have Anna Callahan, who's from Washington, Sadie Engelhart's in California. You have Peyton Godsey um, and also Tessa Boswell, who are also in California. So she's about to get pushed a little bit from those individuals and she'll receive some amazing competition out there. Ashley, what does it mean for Sophia to be in Washington now? You know, I think looking at this, you know, it's not every day that we're writing breaking news about like a rising ninth grader, which I think is a testament to just how good Sophia Rodriguez is, as Olivia mentioned, you know, a world record holder for her age group in the two mile in that 5K there. And so I think this is really, you know, she's, you know, traveling all the way across the country, new region, like Olivia mentioned, new competition. I'm really curious to see how she'll do maybe in some of those invitational meets against those California athletes, some of those Northwest athletes as well. So I think this just shows, I think it's a great opportunity for her and her sister too, Victoria as well. Yeah, Pacific Northwest is known to have a lot of talent. Some of the the better courses that you'll see are there in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, NXR Northwest is in Boise, Idaho. A lot of times those athletes come from that region and do really well at NXN. That's far down the line. Right now, obviously, Sophia is just a freshman. Yeah. Um, Four years in front of her, so we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Um, She is very, very good. Um, but I think what this means for the Pacific Northwest is basically they got a whole lot of talent infused, you know, in their in their region. Um, as you said, there's been some good good girls uh, this you know coming year, but uh, past history, you know, the best to come out of Washington was Alexa Ephraimson. She was 
uh, a legitimate icon uh, out of uh, Camus. She Washington State holder, state record holder in the 800, 1600 meters, and 3200 meters. Obviously, the girl that everyone kind of goes after at this point. Uh, Sophia, you know, in time might go after some of those marks. Um, but the one I think she ha- is most likely to go after first is the 5K. Mm-hmm. Um, is not held by Ephraimson. That actually is held by Megan O'Reilly of Mount Spoken. Back in 2006, she ran 1610. Um, just curious, what maybe race does she go after? you know, in her freshman year, maybe even in cross country. What do you think she can do in cross country her first year in Washington? I think it's going to be interesting to see how she adapts just because we're she's used to running, you know, and she also has had experience competing against kids that are in high school. So she has that underneath her belt. Literally, I'm seeing like a little Sadie Inglehart just developing right in front of her eyes. Um, but I feel like for, for Sophia specifically, I feel like nothing's really – out there like she's has an opportunity to go after whatever she wants to go after and I feel like because of the range that she has it's kind of hard for me to like pinpoint a certain event like what she's gonna technically go after because I feel like there's just yeah. a variety of things that she can well, cross for. I mean first yeah. up yeah. cross country 5k state title is it state title territory for yeah. Sophia in her first year yeah I think yeah. so I feel like everything's possible with this girl okay all right Ashley I mean, she like looking at what she did last year in cross country as an eighth grader. She ran the 5K twice. She ran 1840, and then 1755, which me and Corey saw yeah. at running lane. Right. So, I mean, obviously at that you know that eighth grade, that middle school level, you're not running the 5K as much, so she doesn't have as much experience of that for cross country. But I think just based on obviously what we've seen her do all track season. I'd expect, you know, she's going to get close to that 17, maybe below. Who knows? Yeah, that would be a great thing to see. Obviously, a lot to watch out for there in Washington with Sophia and Victoria. We'll keep an eye on it. Next up, uh, obviously, is a fun one this past week. Ashley, who who deals with our social media now. Um, shout out to Ashley. Shout social out to media Ashley. Marker here. <laughs> Put on Twitter, and she asked, ChatGBT, what is the toughest high school cross-country course in America? Five courses were named by ChatGBT, and they were Holmdale Park, Detweiler, Laverne Gibson, Sun Willows Golf Course, and Balboa Park. Uh, the people spoke. They don't necessarily agree with all of those choices, but we're here to offer some perspective. So what are our hard, hardest courses and why? Let's start with Ashley, just because you had that out there. Yeah, you know, I feel like every time we post something about chat GPT and rankings, people get really angry and there's a lot of debate out there. So I was curious. I'm like, I wonder what kind of options they'll give us for high school cross country courses. Obviously, we saw those answers. Some people agreed. Some people didn't really agree. Um, you know, personally, when I look at the list, you know, some of the ones, you know, that stand out to me. We've all been to Balboa Park. I got to jog the Balboa Park course last year when we went to Champ Sports. I will say, I think that is a pretty legit, like, top five answer there because you hit, like, four different surfaces. I think it's divisive. It is divisive. (laughs) Some people said it was hard. Some were like, oh, it's a jog in the park. But that's just my personal take for that one. The other ones I can't really say personally, but just looking at some of the comments on social media, you know, I wanted to see some of those passionate ones. Gary Martin weighed in on this. Gary Martin. He said Belmont Plateau in Pennsylvania is the hardest course he's run on, which I've never been to it, so I can't say. I asked our Mile Split Pennsylvania editor, John Davern, about it. He said he's heard it's tough, so, but I guess we can, I'll trust it. I'll trust it. And then another one, too, that, you know, looking at the comments a lot of people talked about was the Hereford course for the Bull Run Invitational in Maryland. Yeah. And I think that's, 
Looking into it a little bit, I, I think that's a pretty legit one, too. It looks like last year's boys champion, Charlie Butler, he won. He has a 5K PR you know, in his career, 15.26, but for the three-mile course there, he, ran, he won in 15.47. So I think that shows it's pretty difficult. Yeah. Olivia? I have to agree with Ashley on this one. I've seen Balboa Park in San Diego, and the fact that you have to do two loops up that hill is just – ridiculous it's it's crazy so i've seen it twice in person however i'm going to kind of throw this out there this might be like a hot take but the van Cortland park in new york um i also had a chance to see that course it's very deceiving um in the back like the athletes like do this loop and then they're in the woods and all of a sudden you just when they're coming you know through and the interviews i had last year they were like there were logs everywhere and like they had to like jump over them so again different terrain and footing but also when they come out of the woods in van Cortland park it's very deceiving because you think you have about maybe 800 meters from when you come out of the woods to the finish line, but it's about a 1K. So all of a sudden, you're just seeing these kids like pick up speed, and then they realize, oh, wait, like yeah. I'm not near the finish line. I'm not yeah. as close as what I thought. So it's very deceiving yeah. out there in New York. Manhattan's 4K, by the way, too. Um, I don't agree with Balboa Park. I know it's rolling. I think it's definitely difficult with the hill, but... There's been some really fast times on Balboa Park's course. But you have the, the fastest kids in the nation racing at true, that, so I feel true, like if you were to host true. more stuff okay. there, you would, it would be a little okay. bit different maybe. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I will just say maybe I don't put it in my top five here. Okay. I do like Homedale, though, in this top five because what I did first, basically, is I looked at the, the best runner in history, which is Caitlin, too, and I said, what was the course that she fared – the worst on or essentially had the most difficult time and it was Homedale. Um, second runner up or the runner up here is Bowden Park in New York. You look at her performances there that she had a really difficult time 1645 there. DJ Principe has only run 1518. That's the course record on, on Bowden Park. When you don't break 15 minutes on a course nowadays, it's definitely, definitely tough. I had another thought, never been to Star Valley Golf Course in Grafton, Wyoming, but they're at elevation. I'm assuming that's pretty um, difficult. Sydney Thor Wilson ran 1548 there. I asked ChatGPT myself, <laughs> what is the hardest course in Oklahoma? And it said, I don't really know. And then I said, what's the hardest course in Minnesota? And it said, I don't know either. So uh, ChatGPT is lost for words, I think, in a lot of ways. I mean, it's not like the end-all, be-all. Uh, ended up asking Allie Ostrander on Twitter, too, because she's from Alaska. Alaska is notoriously difficult. She said, my best guess is that ChatGPT isn't yet aware of Alaska because probably <laughs> all five spots should go to Alaskan courses. So Interesting. That's, that's what Ostrander thinks of ChatGPT. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we have the perspective of places we've been. Yeah. Um, we haven't seen all the courses, but obviously there's a lot to go over. It would be a conversation we could fill for days here, mm -hmm. uh, but, but a good one all, nonetheless. All right, let's get to some of our, our topics here that we want to dive into specifically. And we're just going to go into maybe each class, talk a little bit about the runner that we feel, the runners that we feel are going to have uh, pretty good seasons. And let's start with the seniors first. Uh, Olivia, top two athletes, a girl and a boy that you foresee having a good year. Well, I'm going to start off on the girl side, and that for me goes to Bethany Mahalik of Air Academy out in Colorado. And I just feel like last year has just been a really standout season for her. She's the top returner from NXN. She was third last year. I know there was a huge photo of like her reacting of just like pure shock of like, 
the fact that she went 1655 on that course, had a 161 speed rating, like she had the ultimate race of her life there at nationals. And she placed fourth at the Nike Southwest Regional. She was, she's also the fastest returner for 5K by nearly 22 seconds. And she was able to finish second at the Colorado Outdoor State Championship in both the 1600 and the 32. And she set personal best at Brooks PR in the mile with a 437, fifth fastest runner in 2023. So I feel like this, she's just you know, carrying over that momentum that she had from cross country to outdoor. And I also spoke with Bobby Reyes, who was with us at the AAU Junior Olympics, and we even had a conversation. He's like, Bethy Mahalik is definitely someone to look out for on the girls' side. Now, when it comes to the guys' side, I'm really excited to see what Adam Burleson does from out there in Lubbock in Texas. And he just had an absolute breakout season. The football turned distance runner, which I think is interesting, clocked a 14.57 for 5K and finished 56th at NXN. Racked up titles at the UIL uh, state meet for the 5A classification in the 1600 in the 32. And you just see this guy like trucking away, doing his thing, ran a 408 and an 854 there. But I think what was also really impressive was he clocked a 403 mile at the running lane track championships and finished just behind Devin Kipiego, who is a standout athlete, as we know of. But with all of these accomplishments, I feel like Adam has big goals. He hasn't competed in cross country since 2021. Can he be an individual to really shake up the cross-country course? Can he win a cross-country title? And I feel like, can he get close to that four-minute mile barrier? And I feel like there are a lot of questions that this guy has that he can easily answer as the season unfolds a little bit. Yeah, he's a transfer from Grapevine. He ran for Grapevine last year. Um, Third school, I think, in his high school career now. So a little bit of transition for Adam Burleson, but Mm -hmm. he's proven he can handle it um, all the well there. Ashley, what are your thoughts here on seniors? Well, first, looking at the girl side, I want to talk about Peyton Godsey of Oaks Christian. I think she's going to have a big breakout year because, I mean, she had a breakout year as a junior last year. You know, she won the running lane cross-country championships last year in really tough conditions, but she really looked, I thought, pretty confident when she ran and won that race in 1728 for 5K. She won her first California state title last year, ran 17 flat for which I believe is a 5K PR there. And I think now as a senior, she's going to return with a little bit more momentum. I know she's been writing training blogs for us preseason and she seems you know really ramped up and ready to go for the season so I think she's going to be one to watch on the girl side now on the boys side I'm gonna I think I have to pick Drew Butler or Drew Griffith here excuse me from Butler in Pennsylvania because our guy that's a culinator he's gone <laughs> that was his rival in Pennsylvania now that he's gone I feel like that almost paves the way for Griffith to come in and really own that northeast region you know last year we saw him at champ sports and was one of the top juniors there to finish he placed eighth in 15 14 he set a 5k pr last year of 14 49 the carlisle invitational which is also a course record there and then even if you look at what he did on the track especially in the two mile you know indoors and outdoors he ran 848 indoors and then 852 outdoors and so he's going to be one of those top returners in the country this year for cross country and so i think he's going to be one to look out for national title contender Yes. Yeah. I think so. Burleson? Yes. yes. You think Burleson? Yes. Oh, okay. That's a strong okay. – I'm excited for Burleson. All right, you got the, the way <laughs> The way I saw him run track season, absolutely. Because we saw yeah. him both at Texas States, and then you and I called his race at running lane. The way he yeah. stuck with Devin Kipiego, who has a lot of experience, I right. thought that was pretty impressive. Yeah. I think on, on a difficult course, Burleson has better odds 
but I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't necessarily yeah. see him yet. Maybe I'm I'm throwing fire to, to the wind here, but <laughs> not Burl I'm not on Burleson just yet. But maybe he proves me wrong here. Um, I'm going to go with the prohibitive favorite, uh, Daniel mm -hmm. Simmons. I think in many people's eyes, he is the favorite to win a national title this year at American Fork, runner-up at NXN last year, um, Gatorade National Player of the Year. There wasn't a lot that this guy didn't do mm -hmm. uh, for American Fork last year. He didn't run on fast courses, but he still had fast times. That shows just kind of the talent level and the ability that he has. Um, 1451 at NXN, 1449 at, at States in Utah at Elevation at 5K, which says a lot about him. Uh, and he's kind of the next guy up at American Fork since Casey Klinger. Klinger won NXN in 2016, the last Utah athlete to win. NXN was Aiden Troutner in 2017. So could Simmons be the next guy, I think, he's got good odds to, to, to be that guy. And then on the other side of the, of the coin here, I'm going to go with the sleeper, San Juanita Leal out of Edinburgh North. She ran 1701, 4-5K in October of last year, was fourth in the highest UIL classification behind the Humphreys and uh, Alex Fox. Um, they're all back this year, but importantly, Leal beat all of those girls at outdoors, during outdoors in the 16 and the 32. So mm -hmm. There's a lot of confidence uh, with her right now running, and I think she kind of has some, some good momentum on her side. So San Juanita Leal out of the RGV area, I think, could have a really, really good season. That's my senior to watch this year. Let's move to the junior class here. Uh, one girl, one boy. Who are we talking about, Olivia? All right. I'm going to talk about Jane Hedegrim from Timpview. And I feel like across the board, this standout athlete from Utah really just impressed us during the spring season. I feel like she just completely emerged and blossomed into something really special. So I'm excited to see what she does. So during cross country, she clocked a 5K personal best of 1725. And since then, she's been rocking and rolling. 435 in the mile, 917 in 3K, 954 in the two mile, which actually broke the two mile class record and she did that at nike outdoor nationals and by the way all of those events i just named she led the class in all of those events plus the 1500 and the 1600 so she is just completely dominating she just dominated that sophomore class there and you know someone else who i feel like has just been dominating is keegan smith from knoxville out in tennessee and he's just been on our radar since he entered his freshman season and i feel like he's starting to find his groove as he's just maturing as an upperclassman as an athlete and i feel like with all the experience underneath his belt he's definitely a top contender um for someone to rack up some titles over the season but he dipped under 15 minutes for 5k twice in the fall uh he ran a personal best of 14.53 and then followed up with a 15.44 just a few weeks later he's also your your state champion in the 16 and the 32 so keegan smith has got that guy too this is our question but has jane hedengren moved ahead of sadie engelhart in the class Ooh, that's such a tough question <laughs> go ahead because <laughs> that's a hard one because i feel like it's within this past year that we've really seen jane like realize I think the potential that she has in distance running in the US and Sadie's just you know she's still just very consistent mm -hmm. part of me wants to say that I think Jane has a slight edge going into this season just by the way that she ended last season like that week Brooks PR and Nike like that was just like the mic drop for her I think mm -hmm. and I think maybe that could just be the start of something even more special to come 
But I also don't want to discount Sadie because we're big Sadie fans. Right. And we, <laughs> she's just, you know, she's always been amazing. So I don't know if I have a clear-cut answer there, but maybe Jane. I don't know. My brain is spinning right now with that question because I, I agree completely with what Ashley is saying. And I feel like because of what we have seen within Sadie's resume mm -hmm. speaks volumes. Like we know Sadie can conquer the cross country course. We've seen her compete indoors, New Balance indoor title, New Balance, you know, doing all her things there and just excelling on the outdoor track as well. And I feel like Jane had a slow start mm -hmm. and then just like came out like fire, you know, and just doing her thing there. So I wouldn't necessarily, I would put Jane like probably like one notch underneath Sadie, but Jane has, she's definitely riding momentum going into this cross country season for sure. Yeah. Sadie didn't lose at all last year up until champs. Right. Yep. So I think people kind of looked at that performance. I think she finished 10th. Um, still was an all American, but many expected her to possibly even go for a win. I think that in itself is probably motivating her in cross country. I think she's a really strong cross country runner. Um, if this even were to be answered, it wouldn't an be answered until late in the season. Yes, I agree. And Jane has to run champs because Sadie's always been yeah. a champs runner. Yeah. So, will it get answered? I don't necessarily know. But Sadie will likely face Hannah Thompson in California, and that's a matchup in itself, too. Yes. Ashley, let's go to your picks here. Well, sticking with the girls here, one that I think I, th I think she could have a great year is Zario Machia, William Floyd. You know, just looking at her resume from last year, she's – you know, as an underclassman, she had so much high-level racing experience, both cross-country and track, that I think that could really help her moving forward. You know, she was six at Champ Sports, second at Running Lane last year, and then she competed at the World U20 Cross-Country Championships, and she finished top 20 there. And so I think, too, like now that both Carrie Beloga and Angelina Napoleon are, you know, gone from New York, I think this now opens some doors for Zario to really step up and be that key player in New York and in the, the Northeast region in general. Um, and I think this is her time to really showcase what she's learned at those high-level races, you know, going forward now as a junior. Um, and then... Guy? Yeah, so I was like, wait, do we go to the guys now? <laughs> I think I have to go here with Brittany Mullen from New Orleans Jesuit. You know, we've had the chance to speak a lot. I know Corey and I with the New Orleans Jesuit team, and he's one that really had a breakthrough as a sophomore last year. Kind of was a surprise number one there for the team. He ran a 5K best of 15.04 last year. And, you know, I think what I like the most about him, though, is I think he has a lot of grit. We saw him clock 8.59 for 3,200 at running lane uh, track championships back in May. He was the first Louisiana athlete in over 40 years, I believe, to break nine minutes in the 32. And so I think that speaks a lot to his character and the competitor inside of him. So I think he could be someone that could have a good season this year as well. I agree. Brady Mullen uh, coming through for 2023. All right, on, on my end, Eric Moore of Huntsville. Um, if you don't know the name, get to know it here. Eric Moore is going to be their number one this year after Jackson Harris left. I mean, you could argue that Eric Moore was their number one last year, too. He ran nine flat in the two-mile in April of this year. That was fourth fastest in the sophomore class overall in the U.S. Um, he's a really good up-and-coming runner in Alabama. Um, and I think just the one thing... You know, he's got talent, he's got all the experience in the world, and now you got to be a leader um, because, you know, you step into that sophomore role now and, and, and you have to be that guy. So, or junior year. Um, so Eric Moore is the guy for me to watch out for in Alabama. And then the next one is Helen Sox of 
Holland West Ottawa didn't see her run at all over this, uh, the indoor or outdoor campaign. She was amazing in cross country, won nine races, won a big Midwest regional for, for Nike that kind of set her apart from everybody. Uh, and then, you know, we just didn't see her. So where's the return of Helen Sox? I think that's going to be a good storyline to watch here in the junior class, and we'll see what she has to offer there. Let's move on now to the rising sophomores they were freshmen last year olivia let's start with you yes ashley and i are huge fans of this individual from niwat in cal in colorado this is addison ritzenhein and she just had a phenomenal season and was able to contribute to niwat's success and during the fall she's your top freshman finisher from nxn and she ran a 5k personal best of 1738 to finish 18th overall that is huge um, especially as a freshman and then she was third in the mile at nike indoor nationals with a 10:21, clocked 458 for the 1600 uh 10:29 for the 32 and in 2022 niwat was actually second at nxn and was the colorado 4a state championship so looking ahead i feel like niwat's definitely going to be a heavy hitter uh for nationals and a sophomore i as a sophomore i feel like she can lead the team now just kind of looking into the guy side caden leonard from south lake carroll out in texas has really caught my eye and he finished as the second fastest returner for 5k nationally and also was the fastest three miler returner for his class and the top runner for the 5k outdoors for his class by nearly 38 seconds so just complete dominance right there and he's the second best freshman finisher from nxn so despite finishing last at the state meet in the 32 i feel like he's just that was just a growing opportunity for him he learned from it and i think think he can soar this year coach's son uh, yes. Justin Leonard coaches South Lake Carroll. Um, people are kind of saying he's reminiscent of Reed Brown, who won Foot Locker back in 2017, I believe, or 16. Um, so we'll see if Caden can kind of, you know, make his mark there for yeah. South Lake Carroll. Ashley. Well, looking at the sophomores, you know, on the girl side, I potentially think that Elizabeth Leachman from Texas, I think she's not only the most intriguing athlete for sophomore girls, but maybe one of the most intriguing athletes just returning in general across all classes. Because, you know, if you look at what she did cross country last year as a freshman, it's not necessarily anything that was like, you know, she wasn't leading the country anything. You know, she, you know, still had a great season for her first time on the cross country course, ran 18-16 for 5K and took 20th at the Texas State Championships. But... It's really her track performances, I think, that showcase that, hey, maybe there's a lot more to come this fall. She broke the two-mile age 15 world record at Nike Outdoor Nationals, clocked 957.65, which oh, that, wow. that's just pretty crazy. You know, for someone that, you know, had a best of 1816 for 5K during the cross-country season, then runs that sort of time outdoors, I think that's, you know, I think that shows that there's more to come from Leachman this season, so she's going to be one to watch. Now, on the guy side, I know this guy, he's a very big mile split fan, and that's Owen Clemens <laughs> out of Cleveland in Tennessee. And he was the top freshman in the country last year by a mile. I mean, he ran 15.01 last season for 5K. And, you know, honestly, too, I think he's just a gamer. That 15.01 PR came on the same day that he also ran another 5K race, the Jesse Owens Classic, and ran 15.10. So in one day, he ran 15.10 and then 15.01 on the cross-country course, so he won a state championship as well as a freshman. I think Clemens is going to be a gamer this fall as well. Absolutely. He's showing himself. I was trying to rack my brain looking at the, the girls' 5K rankings, and I don't think necessarily one of them has stood out in a 
in a huge way yet. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've talked about Shiera Daly has been very good last year. She made it to nationals. Um, obviously, some of these girls ran really well, but there's not like a star star yet. There's good in that, though, because um, you want to see development over time. Mm-hmm. And I think this year is going to be a big one for this entire class. Leachman, Ritzenhain in, in particular. You know, the one that I wanted to mention here is Effa Pashka of Illinois. Uh, I think Effa's been very good overall um, for her first season. And looking at what she was able to do, 17.30 for 5K, uh, seventh best freshman time last year for, for the, the 5K uh distance ran that in october she ran 12 times as a freshman last year which gave her a good bit of experience kind of got battered around a little bit won some races you know finished you know fifth sixth seventh in some races she was in every race though and that's what matters Mm -hmm. Uh, at some of the regional races she ran well 17th at the nxr midwest race 22nd at running lanes so i think she earned her stripes her freshman season out of Mason, Ohio, and I think she has uh, a strong um, ability to kind of improve on that this year. On the other side, we talked about Noah Stroman a lot to end the spring season. He was on fire. He's out of a small school in Texas by the name of Holiday. Um, 409 in the mile at running lane, which is number two in class history. That's just moving. Now, can he transfer over speed in the mile over to the 5K? That's the question. He won seven straight races last year as a freshman in Texas, but he didn't really face anybody. So will he step up in competition this year? Will he go anywhere else outside of his comfort zone and and maybe be at a bigger meet? He ran at Hoka last year. Um, Hoka McNeil, will he go anywhere else? I think Stroman is, is someone that has a ton of potential. Let's see what he can do against competition. That's, that's my main thing. Mm -hmm. Last segment here, we're going to go over the rising freshmen. So they were eighth graders last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, so this is a bit of a, you know, who knows? But yes. we're making picks. <laughs> uh, Olivia, you can start off. So both of my athletes I selected have already showcased their talents as eighth graders amongst high school individuals, which I think to, to even think about as an eighth grader running up against those that are 17, 18 year olds would have thrown me off. So kudos to these athletes. Outside of Sophia Rodriguez, I want to talk about Evie Malik from Minnetonka in Minnesota. And Minnetonka, I feel it can have a solid season. And they, you know, they're going to be able to have Evie leading this team. And as an eighth grader, she finished sixth at their state championships and was the fourth and is the fourth fastest returner, which I think is super fantastic. She was 19th at the Heartland Regional Championships with the 5K personal best of 1753. And then just looking into the spring, she was fourth at states in the 1600 meters, clocked to 450 in the mile to finish second at Brooks PR. So the fact that Evie did what she did as an eighth grader. The world needs to look out. On the other side, we have Marcelo Mantonkin from Bellin Jesuit Preparatory School out in Florida. And just to kind of give you a glimpse of what he was doing as an eighth grader, he clocked a 1543 for 5K at the Nike Southeast Regional Championships, 
finishing and leading the squad as the top runner at NXN in Oregon. So he led that team to a 14th place overall finish. How exciting is that as an eighth grader yeah. at the biggest stage yeah. leading your team to a 14th place finish? His 5K personal best ranks him as the second fastest 5K uh, perform, uh, returner amongst the rising freshmen. And then just looking at his resume as a whole, clocked 426 in the mile, 914 in the 32. And he also won the mile at the Brooks PR Invitational and took third in the 32 amongst the high school athletes at the Florida 3A State Championship. So again, these athletes, I think is awesome that they're gaining this experience competing against high school individuals so that way when they do step out as freshmen they're like ah yeah did this last year and bellin is a top 10 boys team to start the year yeah it's uh kind of interesting to see a freshman in that top five doing the things that you know he is expected to do so we'll see if he can lead that team mm-hmm. ashley we were two well like olivia i also picked two athletes that competed against high schoolers last year as eighth graders beginning first with the girls i want to talk about ava Lindsay. she competed for the greenville hurricanes in south carolina she's already a state champion just an eighth grader she's already a state champion at the high school level she Holds a 5K PR of 17.34, won the state title in 18.13 in South Carolina last year. She even went undefeated on the cross-country course, which is saying a lot for an eighth grader. And she also won state titles at the high school level as well on the outdoor track in the 400 and the 32. So she has a little bit of range there as well. And so she'll be looking to remain undefeated this fall in cross-country. And then looking at the boys' side, you have Andrew Brown out of Tupelo in Mississippi. And, again, he's already been competing at the high school level. He ran 16.05 for 5K last year. That's his PR, ranked among some of the top five athletes for his class last year during cross-country season. He would go on to take fifth at the 6A state championships in Mississippi for the high schoolers. And then on the track, ran 4.30 for the mile at running lane. So I think he has some promise as well. Who's the last Mississippi cross-country star? I can't tell you. I was going to say, I I can't name anyone. I can't can't name anyone. But I I like Andrew Brown as a pick. We have seen his name over the past couple of seasons. I think, you know, he's one that I'm hoping a lot that that comes from him uh, this season. I think um, there's definitely some talent there. All right, last two picks here. Um, I'm going to start with Logan Drevlo of Hopkins in Minnesota. I'm making a guess here, but I'm assuming Logan is the younger brother of Sydney, who also runs for Hopkins. She is a junior. Uh, Logan's got some talent. He competed in six races last year as an eighth grader, including Roy Griak, including St. Olaf. Those are really, really big meets, and that mm-hmm. gives him, at that age, really good experience. So um, Logan going to step into the high school, um, I guess, arena and see what he can do. Typically, young freshmen struggle, uh, or at, at least they need to acclimate um, with new mileage counts and basically um, a lot more of a base. So as he builds, he'll get better, but I think he has a lot of potential right off the bat, and we'll see what he can do in Minnesota. In Minnesota. The next one, um, I'm not sure outside of Sophia Rodriguez, sort of like where the state of the, re- the freshman class is on the, on the girl side, but I do love this name. Karis Bright Wings Peace of Hardin High School in Montana. She won a state title last year in Montana in Class A by 34 seconds. Wow. Uh, incredible performance in Montana. Karis definitely has a lot of uh, potential here. Ran a best of 18.26 last year for 5K uh, as an eighth grader, and she, that was 12th best in the freshman class. Um, Hardin's one of the better teams in Montana at that lower level. So, We'll see what she can do. Maybe Harden makes a move and, and makes some, some statements there. That's about it. Any, any 
other statements before we, we leave? Any other thoughts? I'm excited for cross country. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think we all are. We're getting off uh, to a really fast start here at Milesplit. Stay tuned for all of our coverage on milesplit.com. We'll have rankings that are coming in the coming weeks and much more. Thank you for watching and listening. We'll talk to you later. Thank <laughs> you.